Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld, and today we're going to talk about a very specific topic that is very prevalent right now in our current market conditions, and that is how do you sell around supply chain issues? I'm going to talk about what this can look like from a strategic perspective and then walk you through a method for dealing with this exact situation. But before I do, I want to remind you that we have coming up very quickly the episode Ask Me Anything Book Edition. As many of you know, my new book, Sell More with Science, comes out on March 22nd, published again by Penguin Random House. And in there, we talk about how to apply science across many different mission-critical areas of the sale to become more successful and to sell a lot more. And so because of the book release, we are having a Ask Me Anything book edition. This is where you can send your questions to info at huffeldgroup.com, info at huffeldgroup.com, and they can be about the book, what's contained in it, a sneak peek of it, any questions you have about even the writing process or how do you get a book deal or anything at all regarding books. So feel free to send in any questions that you have and we'll try to get through as many as possible. But if you do have a question you'd like to submit, info at huffellgroup.com. Do it quickly because we will be doing that episode in the very near future. But let's jump into our topic for today, which is As you all know, there are really some challenges with the supply chain right now. And many salespeople say, I don't have all the products or services that I used to have access to. And so now, oftentimes, clients or potential clients will ask for something and we can't deliver it. In fact, for many Salespeople, they say this is one of the biggest challenges they're facing right now. It's not that they're losing business to a competitor, but that they're losing business to the fact that they cannot supply the products that clients are asking for. So what do we do about this? We want to be really proactive, and that's the key thing here, is we want to recognize what's going on. And rather than just burying our heads in the sand and saying, well, I don't know what I can do about this, so I'm just going to try to wait it out. We want to be really proactive. And as much as we can, we want to do everything in our power to be able to guide our clients and give them successful outcomes. Because if we just push those clients off, there's a big danger there. And we all know what that is. There's something we talk about in my book, The Science of Selling, and we've taught for many years called sales time. What is sales time? The longer it takes the sale to occur, the less likely it is that it will. Situations change. There's turnover. Buyer motivation morphs. There's all kinds of things that happen. And this is not a new idea. Every company I know wants to shorten their sales cycles, meaning if it's two years, how do we make it 18 months? If it's 18 months, how do we make it 12? If it's 12, How do we make it six? We all want to shorten our sales cycles. And so sales time matters a lot. So now there might be times when you really don't have access to what your clients are asking for. So I want you to be proactive in this. 
I want you to think about it a little differently. We often can't influence or change any of the supply chain issues that are going on right now in the world. That's not in our job description. But what is, is we can influence our clients. So what would that look like in a real world scenario? Number one thing I want you to do, first step, identify the products that are most likely or are out of stock and which products that are in stock will achieve similar outcomes. So number one, think through, okay, right now, but also projecting over the next few months, what products do I think will be out of stock or even what services because of some maybe employee issues or we don't have enough workers, are we most likely not to be able to fulfill in the future? And what can I recommend products and services that will help my clients achieve similar outcomes. Oftentimes, clients are doing a lot of research on their own, and our potential clients come to us and they say, hey, I'm interested in this, or we often recommend this solution. But how can we make some modifications and still give those clients the outcomes they want, but in something different? Then, step two, I want you to strategize on this in a number of ways. Number one, be proactive. When you're working with a potential client, identify timelines and really focus, hyper-focus on being a trusted expert. So you want to talk about how do I build more trust than I'm doing? Become laser-focused on that. And also using those first, second, and third level questions and doing an in-depth discovery so you can really help your clients determine exactly what they need. And then you can guide them towards those specific products and services that you are able to fulfill that will help them achieve those goals. In other words, oftentimes we default to one way of thinking or one type of solution. We need to get a little more creative and think, okay, how can I get a similar outcome for my client in maybe a little different way? Or how do I really make sure I'm uncovering what my client needs? Because often, what they may think they need isn't often what they really need to get an even better outcome than you're even imagining. So this is why it is so important today to do a strong discovery. The discovery is really where you are asking about and really gaining an accurate and in-depth understanding of your client. And this is mission critical because it's hard to do this if you don't have a good understanding of your client. I mean, it's hard to pivot. It's hard to get creative because if you don't understand your client, you really can't connect the dots for them and it's going to be unlikely you're going to be able to really improve in this area. But if we can, even if you're having supply chain issues or any other kind of issues, we are not able to fulfill the same products and services you have in the past. Doing this will help you be able to pivot and sell more. Also, I want you to think about how you introduce these products and services. So after I am really getting an understanding of my client, I've positioned myself as an expert. I've built that trust. I've earned that trust from them with the insights I'm giving. Then I want to leverage all this and how I frame what I'm advocating for. And an easy thing I want you to think about is something we talk a lot about on this podcast because it matters. There is a lot of research on it, and that is social proof. What is social proof? As a reminder, it connects the persuasiveness of an idea 
with how other people are responding to it. And it's an easy yet highly effective way to position a product or service that your client might not be aware of or not even think that they need. You want to create that curiosity. In other words, you can say things like, a very popular option is, or what many companies who have similar objectives to what you've just shared, what they choose is, and then you recommend this new course of action or this new solution. So you want to get creative there, but leverage social proof. So say what many companies that we work with who have very similar challenges to what we've talked about today, what they look at now is, and then guide them over there. Why? You're an expert. And so you're curating all this information from all the companies and individuals that you work with. And now you're going to show them what the best course of action is. So leverage social proof and then share the benefits of moving forward with that product that is in stock and that service that you can provide and the negative outcomes that your client or potential clients will incur if they choose not to move forward. So if they wait, if they say, well, we'll touch base in six months or nine months and maybe things have opened up by then, what's the danger in doing that versus moving forward now? Are you clearly communicating that to your clients? And oftentimes, right now, salespeople are just way too passive when it comes to these supply chain issues, when it comes to the issues with bandwidth of your organization. And you need to get creative. You need to go around them. You need to think about what are some dynamic solutions that we can put together that'll serve our clients and allow them to get what they need or very close to it right now? And why does this produce better outcomes for your clients? Clearly communicating that. And what happens if they procrastinate? If they wait for the perfect solution rather than the good enough one, how is that a detriment to them? So think through that and make sure we're clearly communicating why others just like them are moving forward now because it's much more beneficial for them to do so rather than to wait. So number one, we've talked about identify, right? What's going on? Where are you most likely to have supply chain issues with products and also bandwidth issues with the services you provide? Number two, strategize, be proactive, look at timelines, position yourself, as a trusted expert, get laser focused on this and do that strong discovery. Help your clients really understand what they need and you get an accurate understanding so then you can leverage social proof and frame it in a way they'll be receptive to and share the benefits of moving forward now versus waiting. And if they don't move forward now, what are the negative outcomes that they could happen to them? Make sure that's crystal clear. Make easy for them to make a buying decision because right now buying decisions are very challenging for many people to make. They feel like I'm just going to wait and see. They're in that wait and see mode and we want to help nudge them out of that and do what's in their best interest right now. The final thing I'll recommend you do step three of all this is practice. Practice those things that I've just shared with you. You never want to practice on a live client. That's always a bad idea. What you always want to do is practice on your own, by yourself, record it, listen to yourself, view yourself, present. Or if you have a colleague or a manager that you can work with or a sales coach, have someone give you feedback if you can. But the point is practice before you work with a client 
That way you can make mistakes in practice. That's good because you learn from them. You adapt. So go through this a number of times like you would with an actual client. And if it helps, think about the context of a client you had or a potential client in the past where this was an issue. If you could apply what we've talked about, how would you engage that group of buyers differently? And say it out like you would on an actual sales call. That's what I mean by practice is more than a thought exercise where you verbalize it. What would this actually sound like? Because when you do all those things, now you're gonna be selling those opportunities that are gettable. You're not gonna miss out on those sales that could be yours when you leverage these strategies because this is a challenging time, but when you can sell effectively, it makes it a little less challenging. We've covered a lot of ground here really quickly, but I've given you a lot to think about. So now. I want you to act on this. Don't just listen. Now you want to say, okay, let's put this into practice so it makes an immediate difference in your sales result. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and sell something. We'll see you next time.